Welcome to Just a Little Tinkering with Quinn and Jennifer. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode with Just a Little Tinkering with your wonderful host, Quinn and Jennifer. So Quinn is going to read a snippet from the poetry book called The Rose That Blooms in the Night by Ali Michelle. It will be in relation to our topic of soulmates today. There are some people you meet and you sense your atoms have danced together before. You'll feel like home and a grand adventure all at once. With eyes that sees far too deeply, they understand the language of your heart that you thought only you spoke. Between our first inhale and our last exhale, the depth of the story in between is marked by the depth of connection we have. Becoming whole may be lonely at first, but when you embrace who you truly are, you'll find people who accept the honest you, the messy you, the strong you. As you embrace with more love than you ever felt, you look into their eyes and see reflected back your true self. So we wander through life in search of our other half, someone that completes us, the person that could fill in the empty void we seem to experience. But what is a soulmate and does it even exist? And if it does, how do we know when we have met our soulmate? I think in general, based on what we spoke, soulmates seem more in a romantic sense. But mm. I feel like that's quite a traditional way to look at soulmates and there are various type of soulmates and the definition has evolved and can mean a lot to someone else, to different yeah. people. Same. Same. So what are your thoughts or what do you define as soulmates? Like like you stated before, like at first what I thought soulmate soulmates were like um like in a romantic sense, like like finding your other half, like to feel, because I think we as human we feel this sense of void, this sense of emptiness that we experience in life, and we feel like, you know, we're missing that other half of ourselves. So mm-hmm. we go through life, you know, jumping from one relationship to another, hoping to find that person that makes us feel complete, because we feel as if we're empty without that something that's missing, like a puzzle piece. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what I used to believe that I want to be able to find like the one you know what I mean the idea of like finding that one person that like truly understands you and completes you but as as time progressed or like the more I experienced through life mm-hmm. and stuff like I, I started to know this like you know sometimes it doesn't always have to be something that's romantic it can be like platonic as well yeah you know what i mean because i think i came to that realization recently where like oh my god like um like i came across this idea how um yeah i lost my train of thought just was it like how you said because i remember you told me this is it like to you it's someone who completely understands you and it doesn't have to be in a romantic sense yeah yeah yeah, and I never really understood that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I think when I was, like, kind of taking a moment to reflect and, you know, kind of understand the rela- the relationships I have in my life, I realised, like, for example, you, mm-hmm. I realised 
like I feel like you understand me so well <laughs> and and like I have no romantic attraction towards you but I feel like as though um like you understand me so much and I can be myself completely and or when I don't understand myself you seem to understand what I'm trying to say <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. and when I was like once in a relationship when I try to speak and stuff like that or just when I talk to people people are so confused with what I'm trying to convey and stuff like that mm-hmm. and I feel like when I speak with you you just get me and then when you paraphrase or say things back it's like, oh my god, that's exactly what I mean in my head. Even though when I'm trying to, you know, convey, it's like horrible. Yeah. But you just get me. And then I started thinking, oh my god, like maybe soulmates isn't always something that's romantic. It can be something so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And it can be so much more. It, it's, soulmates is pretty much what you define it to be, I yeah. guess. You know what's interesting though? Because I came across this article that speaks about um, the different types of soulmates and as was as I was reading through it and I realized like hey I think this is like like us in a way yeah so um so the different types of soulmates that I came across was like one was like you know the typical romantic soulmates and there's a soul partners and there's which is um wait let me see if I can find the article so basically a soul partner is a person that you haven't seen in years but when you re- reunite it feels like time and separation has no bearing to that depth of the connection mm. and another one is the karmic soulmates which is like <laughs> yeah the, wait, what was I going to say so basically partners that fulfill a shared mission and the companion soulmates and I think is it the companion wait there's the companion soulmates so basically friends are essentially part of your lifetime journey that helps us through laugh, help us laugh when we're in pain and nurture us and all that. But I think we are kindred soulmates. I think that's the one. No, is it? You know what? I'm screwing this up. I remember I had it written down somewhere, but I can't remember now. No, I think I get what you mean because I like, also um, read an article from Thought Catalog, and they also mentioned that there are like five types of soulmates that you come across in your lifetime. One is the friend soulmate. The other one is the teacher soulmate, um, the karmic soulmate, Wait, the twin flame soulmate, and twin flame. yeah, the twin flame soulmate and the past life soulmate. So I feel like for me, yeah, like this is just my my understanding of what I think we are. Uh-huh. Is I think we're the, um, we're the the companion one. I came across the companion one. I thought that was like quite. Based on the list that I had, yeah. that I came across, I feel like we are the companion one. The companion yeah. um, soulmate? The ones where like friends are essentially part of our lifetime journey and those of the soulmate type help us laugh when we're in pain, nurture us when we're suffering and flow with us when we're riding high, challenge mm-hmm. us to be real, love us with our warts and never abandon us in anger and we do the same with them. Oh, wow. That's yeah. powerful, dude. I feel like, I don't know, like I based think- on just the selection that they had the mm. list that they had could you yeah. explain to me like your perspective why you think um we're like a companion soulmate and i just feel like in a sense that we it's like you said like it's like we understand each other really well but i feel like we would never i think what got to us like we would never abandon us in anger because i feel like we go through i i guess like there would be times where we may be upset at each other or like 
we have disagreements or so, but we never, or like we would try to rekindle that. We would never like really, you know, cut off our friendship completely. You know, it's funny you say that. When you said that, it really made me realize how much our connection was challenged at the beginning of the year. I think it really showed. Um, how strong our foundation was, because at the beginning of the year, because me and you have been friends for like more than a whole decade, right? Since two thousand fifteen, when we graduated, is when our friendship, when we became friends. Like it's, it's more not than, a decade. No, Decades, ten years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, math is off, but like nearly, te- nearly a decade. Yeah, okay. Right? <laughs> nearly, nearly a decade. Of friendship, right? Yeah. And we never really had a, like a disagreement, like a very bad disagreement and stuff like that. Or we never really had confrontation before. Mm. And I feel like at the beginning of this year, we kind of had our first kind of argument in us. Not like we yeah. weren't like physically yelling or anything, but we just had our first kind of turbulence in our friendship. It's like right? passive aggressive, sort of actually. Yeah, because we're passive aggressive <laughs> people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And and um. Yeah, like, when we had that, and then we were able kind of, in a sense, talk to each other, because we're very bad at confrontation, right? Mm. But we were able to confront each other and talk to each other and allow ourselves to be vulnerable with each other. And I felt like because we have such, like, a deep connection and we cherish and want this friendship to work, we were willing to put in the effort and do the things that are difficult, you know Mm. what I mean? And that really shows how much the friendship mean to each other and I think that's what a soulmate is because I think when I was reading the article there was an article that was talking about how soulmate is pretty much what you make of it mm. if you believe it exists or not it depends on how you defined it and if you believe it to exist and it it's it's more than just love itself is the amount of work and struggles that you are willing to go through yeah. you know what I mean it's like them saying you know how when um, couples get in a relationship and then they fight and they think oh they're not my soulmate you know what I mean because soulmates are not meant to fight they should just love each other unconditionally it's so toxic to think of it as a traditional sense that soulmates in a romantic sense that it is someone who you never fight with mm. and someone who's like like everything will be perfect and mm-hmm. I feel like that's so toxic mm-hmm. because that is a very high expectation from a partner yeah. because every relationship will go through a disagreement or argument or whatever it is. There will be turbulence and it's just depends on how you work through it and mm-hmm. whether you will put in the effort to resolve it together. Yeah. And I think that's what makes a relationship. It's not whether they're your soulmates or not, but you have to put in the effort regardless. Mm. Yeah. It's like I was reading this article where it's like, talks about soulmates and how it said your challenges makes you stronger so no relationship no relationship is without struggle with your soulmate challenges will make you stronger instead of dividing you because you're willing to work through them so it's Mm. the idea that you're willing to work through the challenges it's like in some certain relationship it's like you against each other, like you're fighting against each other with a problem that yeah. you guys have, and you guys blame each other. Like you're the reason for this, or the reason why you don't take out this crash is because of you don't care about me and you don't respect me enough. You know what I mean? It's yeah. all about blaming each other and you know and all that stuff. But a soulmate relationship, if you believe in soulmates, is the idea that you guys are willing to work through it, like together against the problem itself, rather than you're holding that problem you defining 
the problem as your partner mm-hmm. you know what I mean and, and with that it allows you to work through the challenges together like for example us when we had that issue we did get stuck in like blaming each other well like we got upset with each mm-hmm. other and like we hope that like 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 for you you hope that I was more like understanding the trip and stuff like that and and I could I should have been more cautious and stuff like that and then I wouldn't have gotten sick you know what I mean and then I was upset because you weren't there for me the way I would have expected you we're all we're kind of projecting what we want that person to be and stuff like that and we kind of blame that person to be the problem but when you know when we took a step back and then you kind of like reached out we kind of talked our problems out and we're we both stand we were together tackling the problem itself mm-hmm. rather than us being the problem and yeah. with that because we also were very understanding and we didn't like shove down shove down shove like our, our opinions or feelings down each other's throat you know yeah. we kind of like heard each other out validate each other's feelings and stuff like that and then from there i think it built an even more solid foundation for each other yeah. i think it showed that from then on we can I don't know I felt like from then on I can tackle anything with you if we were to ever come yeah. to any like roadblocks along the way I feel like I think it also comes down to the fact that we were able to sort of like thinking from each other's shoes as well mm. not just from like stuck in our own perspective but mm. we're able to understand each other's perspective too yeah yeah in a way like how it said in this article like you're on the same page no partners agree on everything all the time but soulmates are on the same page about their values and decisions and i think mm. even though we're so different in the way like our perspective and something like that but then our morals and our virtues and our the way we think in life are very similar mm-hmm. in a sense and we're willing to like you said before like hear each other out and see where each other's coming from yeah. from that person's point of view mm-hmm. and i think that's what i personally define as a soulmate mm-hmm. and like, you know, like a karmic, not a karmic, um, a companion kindred soulmate. Is that what it's called in whatever article that you get? Yeah, they said like there's five types of soulmates that yeah. you'll come across in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. And the five ones are um, the friend soulmate, mm-hmm. um, the teacher soulmate, the karmic soulmate, the twin flame soulmate, and the past life soulmate. So pretty much the... Uh, the the French soulmate is like the karmic soulmate, you know what I mean? Mm. And you're saying before, and the teacher soulmate is people that comes in your life, like come and go in your life, yeah. that teaches you a lesson. You know what I mean? That can be like your partner or your friends or people that you come across in your life that teaches you a lesson. And the karmic soulmate is like the karmas in your life. Yeah. You know, that the uh, a... what goes around comes around kind of thing. Uh... And the past life is, you know when you, I've, well, for me personally, I've never came across uh, a past life soulmate, but like mm. a past life, a past life, oh my God, say that a thousand times. Um, <laughs> a past life soulmate is someone that you meet and you're like, oh my God, I feel like I've met you before. Like, even oh. though you guys haven't met, yeah. but you felt this like drawn connection to that person and there's no awkward phase mm-hmm. or anything like that. And... The twin flame soulmate is like literally the the whole concept of um, a soulmate is like your other half where you, you meet that person and they're like identical yeah identical to you in a sense and like oh. yeah like they they have similar traits or or stuff to you mm-hmm. and you know when I read that it actually made me think of a person where I feel like 
they're my twin flame. As not in a romantic sense. I'm starting to notice like things soulmates doesn't really have to be romantic. Yeah. And twin flames also doesn't have to be romantic. Because that, I feel like in ter- like soulmate, the term soulmate, in a romantic sense, is very is a very traditional view of what soulmate is. Mm-hmm. But we've come to realize now, like it's not just in a romantic sense. There can be like a, um, it can be like a what do you call it? What's that term? Like a companion, like it doesn't have to be romantic. It could mm, be like in pl- platonic. Yeah, that's the word. Platonic yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Cause when I was reading the article and I was talking about twin flames, I, cause I'm really like into spirituality and tarot, tarot reading and palm reading and yeah. all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they always talk about like soulmates and karmic relationships and twin flames and they always talk about it in like a romantic sense oh. so i always classify like twin flame as like um as like a romantic mm-hmm. sense but when i was reading that i literally envisioned someone um that is like my twin flame because last night like uh i went on a drive with a friend mm-hmm. right and we was just talking and when i f- when we first met each other i felt as though they were like like another version of me like they're mm-hmm. so similar to me and, and we just connected so well and they're like literally all the traits that they have i could see myself in them mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then but we were so opposite in a way like her um style of love like her style is anxious attached style right but i'm the opposite i'm the avoidant attached style mm-hmm. love in a relationship, right? And th- when she talks and the certain things that she brings up, I relate to it so much, but in the opposite, like a flip side, yeah. you know what I mean? Like she acts in like an anxious, um, abandoned way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I act in like, if something were to happen, I, I avoid it and I leave, you know what I mean? But I just, I don't know, just I, I ideology and philosophy are so yeah. similar and we're so similar as people. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Wow, like, I think she's my twin flame, dude. You know I, I'm mean? curious to know who that person is off yeah. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I, in my life, I think I, I, I would nail it down, like, you and her are, like, my different type of soulmates. And I didn't know there was a different type of soulmates. I thought soulmates yeah. was just soulmates, but soulmates is just a broad, broad thing, and mm. it breaks down into subcategories. Yeah. You know what I mean? That dive deep into what soulmate means there was another one that related to you know how in our previous episode we were talking about cheatings right and there was um one where we came up well what we spoke about is how some people cheat but still stay within that relationship mm. and there's a soulmate term for that as well it's called like soul contracts <laughs> that's soul what they contract. call it yeah they call it soul contracts so basically like you know you're um for example like you're married but then your spouse cheated on each other on mm-hmm. on you, but then you stay together because of your kids. And in a t- in a sense, it is typically like a soul contract. Yeah. So it's like anything could be defined as a soul con, uh, like a like soulmate a soul for some reason. Yeah. Which I don't know. When I read that, it makes me think like, does soulmates really exist? Like for me, I feel like because I'm not that very like spiritual like how you are. I feel like. So to me, I don't really believe in soulmates, but rather a person who you either really connect well with or someone who comes into your life and 
I don't know, teaches you a lesson or so, or someone who you romantically love, but I never really used or thought of the term soulmate before. Mm. So, yeah. You know, when you said, like, the idea if if you think soulmate exists or not and stuff like that, Mm. it's funny because I was reading this article and it said exactly what you just said, but the way they worded it, it made me realise that it's really up to your own interpretation. Mm. So he said, the truth, he gave like some statistics and stuff like that, that people believe like there's like 56% of Americans, Americans, you know, come on, let's talk about (laughs) Australia here, but I'm just going to give you a statistic (laughs) about America. Um, um, They believe that 56% of people in America believe, yes, they do believe in soulmates, 20% are unsure, and like a quarter of a quarter of that people don't believe in soulmates Hmm. but he said but regardless of if it's true or not it's very a personal thing Hmm. so the truth is it is not important whether soulmates are real or not what really matters is whether you believe soulmates are real your belief creates your world and if you believe that your soulmates are real that will affect how you go about looking for love building relationships and more so Hmm. when you because like I really like when he said the quote, like, your belief creates your world, yeah, and that's I so like true. That. You yeah. know what I mean? Because whatever you believe, you work through life, you hold that belief, and you work through life viewing that world. It really, there. Viewing your world through those lens. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like them saying, like, you're seeing your world through rose-colored lenses. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but it's just like, because you, um, you walk through life, don't, like, you don't believe in soulmates, so mm. you just... You know, like the partner that you have. Like, how do you? And to the to me, my partner is someone who I lean in for support. Someone mm. that I love unconditionally, and I hope he does as well. <laughs> and just someone who's always there for me and supports me. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I I don't I don't want to say that he's not my soulmate, but it's like because I don't use the term soulmate. Mm. And you don't, like but, you said before, you don't believe in soulmates, so it's hard for yeah. you to classify something as a soulmate or not. Yeah. yeah. But in a, but like like I said before, um, to me, everyone has different characteristics and they mean differently to me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah. Well, I don't know where I'm going with this. I, I kind of lost track. But like basically, um, like everyone has... Like, my relationship to different people is always different. It's Mm. never really the same. Mm. And they all bring a different sense of value to me. Mm. I don't know why that sounded really bad when I said it. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. I guess so. Like, because when I ask you that question, because for me, because you don't believe in soulmates, so you go through life defining it based on what you believe Mm. is love. Like, you define love and friendship and stuff like that rather than soulmate and finding the one yeah. but bec- and you know you're able to like, in a way let loose and let the relationship plays out and like let that person show up the way they can and from there you judge if you want to stay or not or continue and stuff like that right you don't put that pressure off is is that person my soulmate are they not are they the one you know what yeah I, mean? I feel like that's a lot of um it kind of restricts you and yeah, puts you in that it really does bubble i feel like and i think because i think with that mentality is good because for me i feel like because i believed yeah like with my um beliefs back then i think back then my belief really limited me in a sense i believed 
in soulmates, the idea of like, you know, the typical soulmate thing. And because I I went through life believing there was a soulmate, mm-hmm. I hold such a high integrity to find the one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, the people that are c- comes into my life, I really, really break them down and to see, is that person the one? Do I see myself marrying this person? Do I see myself... Um, having a long relationship with this person and when we have issues and stuff like that is this what soulmates are meant to be like you know what i mean i kind of restrict it and put it in such a category that i don't allow the relationship to bloom and blossom naturally Mm. because i want it to fit in this idea so much that i kind of kind of sabotage the relationship and kind of kill it before it even begun Kind of thing and I think like they said your belief really creates your reality and because I believe so highly on that that in turns ruin what could have come from it mm. do you get me yeah no I get what you're saying yeah. so sometimes having those beliefs doesn't always bring you happiness yeah because you know soulmates is like the IT sounds so beautiful yeah. and magical because you believe that you hold people on such a high pedestal and when they don't tick those boxes you think oh they're not the yeah. one because what you're thinking of is really quite the traditional sense mm. of what soulmate is and that is quite toxic because it mm. really restricts you and puts such a high expectation that right. can probably never be met that's why <laughs> you gave them. <laughs> i don't know well that's what i think yeah. um but then i the article that i came across right it was um talking about in terms of um like someone that you in a romantic sense right because i don't believe in soulmates in that traditional sense Mm. um one thing the author said was people who are near each other and come into more frequent contact with each other are much more likely to get to know each other and develop feelings of attraction and romantic love and i feel like that's how love sometimes can be built it's not really like um when you find your soulmate and you have like instant attraction or so like and you instantly believe that they're your soulmate but in terms of love you kind of it's like love i think also comes it also comes in down to like love at first sight as well so like <laughs> i feel like that's a whole nother topic but like i i don't believe love in first sight it's like i feel yes. like love can be built mm-hmm. over time and that's what so that's true. saying what that is saying is like the more you see someone and the more you spend time with someone, that feeling of romantic and that love can grow. Yeah. And I think that's how um, soulmates, if we think about a romantic sense, can be built and how love and romantic relationships can be built as well. Yeah, like it's like the that... idea that they say, is that actually love at first sight or lust at first sight? Yeah. Because essentially you don't really know that person, mm. but rather you make up this idea of what you think that person is and you infatuate over that idea you know what i mean and then when you get to know that person your infatuation or your idea of that person gets shattered and you're like oh no i'm on to the next one you know what i mean and i'm so guilty of that because i read because books movies and stuff portrays this idea of finding the one and the happily ever after and love at first sight but when i started to like you know read and educate myself and expose myself to different ideas and beliefs it really really opened up my eyes and I'm like wow like love can come in so many different forms and that um 
it is more to that and you and being like being in your mind can be great and all but it's not reality yeah. at the end of the day because being your head can really jeopardize a relationship mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know I, I was reading this article and he stated four four things how you can find a soulmate if someone were to believe a soulmate if a soulmate exists or like if you believe a soulmate exists and what he said is so freaking powerful like i love this article i would definitely link it um he said one focus on what you can control when focus goes where focus goes energy flows when you focus on things outside of your control the energy is wasted and when we might and we might even end up anxious or depressed instead of asking questions like do soulmates exist Focus on what you can control. Learn from your past romantic mistakes. Put yourself in a situation where you will have an opportunity to meet new people and make new connections while also building your own happiness. Mm-hmm. Two, become more self-aware. Before you answer, what is a soulmate? You need to be able to answer a much more essential question. Who am I? How can I create an ideal relationship? Only when you know yourself and when you're truly looking for you can stop playing romantic roulette. Stop mm-hmm. playing romantic roulette, bro. I'm so guilty of that. And build a soulmate relationship. Take time to determine your value. Learn about your top human needs and that drives your decisions. Three, find personal fulfillment. We are all we have all heard variation of sayings. If you're not happy single, you won't be happy in a relationship. If you believe you need to be in a relationship relationship to be happy you'll bring negative energy to all the dates and end up entering and and um dates and end up ending um uh and yeah sorry and mm-hmm. end up entering relationship with filled with stresses stressors stresses stressors what's that like like stresses. you bring stress in the relationship oh, you know what i mean um to create a soulmate relationship you must start with yourself yeah. Four, use the law of attraction. The law of attraction is the idea that idea that, as Tony says, whether you hold in your mind on a consistent basis is exactly what you experience in your life. In other words, we attract what we focus on. The law of attraction is how we manifest what we want by focusing on the good in life. And what a soulmate is, and what a soulmate, if not someone brought to you by the universe, seemingly seamlessly out of nowhere. So when he was talking about it, all talks about inwardly focusing on yourself and knowing what you like in a person or what you want. And from there, you'll be able to attract those people in your life rather than you thinking that one day that person's going to pop up in your life and you're going to find the one and they're yeah. going to meet everything, you know what I mean? And you don't have to work on your personal issues. Like you have to, one, grow yourself and learn from your mistakes so that you can be that person, like be a be in a better and healthier relationship mm-hmm. rather than thinking that one person is going to encapsulate everything that's healthy. You know what I mean? Because like they say, no one is perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And when you... Yeah, like no one is perfect so that when you get in a relationship and you work on those unhealthy traits and stuff like that and continue to be aware of that, when you get into a relationship, you're able to work on that when that is brought up in a relationship. Do you know where I'm coming from? I feel like I'm I think losing I, myself. Yeah, I think I kind of lost you somewhere in the middle too. But I think um, essentially like... 
because I think one of the things that you said, well, what you cited from the author was, um, what was it? Something about how it's like, learn, it's like something, something along the lines of like, learn to love yourself and mm. instead of letting, like, having someone to fill in the empty void, giving you that happiness, I mm. feel like that's really important because mm. if you, if you think that, if you don't love yourself, how is someone else going to love you? I feel like that's really toxic in a way. Like I think sometimes maybe there are relations, re- relationships out there that does work like that mm. where you haven't really fully loved yourself but someone uh, is able to give you the love and you're able to grow from there and mm. it creates a healthy relationship. But, but at the same time, sense... it's also can be negative. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but I think like what you said, um, it can work. I think the other person has to be very secure in themselves mm. in order to be able to um, hold the other person fully and yeah. give that person the need that they need. Um, that they need. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like you can't help someone who isn't willing to help you because I feel like we're very easily conditioned beings, right? Mm-hmm. So if we constantly, like let's say for example, if we constantly throw a tantrum every time and that person every time we throw a tantrum right Mm -hmm. we get treats so we're gonna you know condition like that's how yeah we're gonna link every time i throw a tantrum i'm gonna get a treat so then you're gonna constantly always do that and that's what 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 you you know that you're gonna expect getting you know and with that that's gonna create a very negative cycle so yes that relationship can work but it really highly depends on the person to be able to navigate that and Mm. also that person has to be willing to work on it and recognize that and comes down to you have to be self-aware because if you give too much control to that person to fix you you're not going to be able to learn anything and you're going to blame everything else besides taking accountability for your own Mm -hmm. actions kind of in a sense i don't know i think relationship isn't just about love i think people always think that love defeats and conquers all mm, no, but really it that. comes down to the nitty-gritty hard work yeah and stuff in order to make a long a relationship last because mm. if you don't put in the effort and stuff like that and like work through your problems and stuff then the relationship you're gonna pass the honeymoon stage and it's just gonna all crumble apart and die because the foundation is not strong enough to sustain the relationship but yeah like i i agree what you're saying like relationship you can't just rely on love itself like Mm. there's a lot of hard work that goes into it yeah yeah i agree i think that pretty much um sums up our our thoughts on thoughts on what a soulmate is i think yeah, I think I think ultimately the answer to answer your question what <laughs> is a soulmate is very deeply personal to the person and yeah. what you choose to believe or categorize a soulmate mm-hmm. is if you take the traditional idea of a soulmate or the updated version of what a soulmate is it's up to you and from there you know and how you define it as well. Yeah. I just I just think like the traditional way is very toxic to think and I I don't I feel like a lot of people think of it that way but to me it feels just so unhealthy to think of it like that I think like you said like 
what our podcast is about like there is no right or wrong way to go through life That's right true so it depends on how they if they choose to believe in a soulmate right mm. and stuff like that and they allow that to make them grow and better themselves then by all means believe what you believe That's you know true. what i mean but if it's kind of hindering you and those beliefs are limiting you from experiencing the wonders in life mm-hmm. then that's not a good way and then you just tinker and add little things that works like for me oh, i yeah, personally like, still believe in soulmates yeah but i kind of adapt to the new way of soulmates you know what i mean mm-hmm. how there's like five types of soulmates and then when i go through life i started to recognize oh that's like a teacher soulmate or this is like my twin flame mm-hmm. or my uh, my kendrick um, soulmate, you know what I mean? And it for me, it just makes it more fulfilling, you know what I mean? Because your belief is what creates your world, right? And I think yeah. <laughs> that's how I... Like, you just tinker and, like, work yeah. things out. Cause it's, like, it's like at the beginning, like, someone can think um, that traditional sense, but as you go through life, you yeah. learn and experience, like, hey, maybe that isn't the right yeah. way to look at it. Or, like, maybe... Like, you expose your, yourself. Yeah, like, your experiences that you go through will evolve you in a sense like yeah like yeah. you gain more knowledge and yeah. you know you can apply it through your daily life or how you look at things in different perspective also yeah i definitely agree well that is it let us know um in our instagram if you could follow us there what you guys think a soulmate is if you guys actually believe if it exists or not or mm-hmm. if you guys believe a soulmate exists or if you yeah, ever you said that came, again <laughs> sorry but basically um what your thoughts of soulmate is and yeah. whether you believe they exist or not yeah yeah and let us know all if you listen to apple podcast you know comment that <laughs> down below <laughs> anyways um thank you bye bye bye